0: I can't wait for you to experience the magic of this beautiful gratitude journal for mothers. You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, episode 51 How to Get Involved in the Political Process as a Mom. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30 minute episode will feature three doable takeaways. For you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. I received the proposal for this episode back in May, and I knew it was a unique and important topic that I wanted to cover, but the guest and I decided to wait until the fall to record when midterm elections would be closer and moms might be feeling more keenly the desire to jump into the political discussion in their communities. And little did we know then that when this episode aired, the U.S. would be in the middle of a big political moment with lots of controversy over the nomination of a new Supreme Court justice. And we're not going to get into that specifically on this episode, but I think that many moms out there in the past couple of weeks may be having some strong political feelings Maybe the urge to jump in and speak up and do something or maybe political aversion um, due to kind of the contentious debate that's been brought up in our country and they may be thinking that they want to steer as far away from politics as possible. So we're probably having both emotions going on out there and I think today's guest will bring a calming, balanced voice reminding us the importance of getting involved in small but significant ways in our communities, speaking up on the issues that matter to us, becoming informed, and leading with love. So I want to introduce our guest. Her name's Lacey Parr, and she's a mother of three living in Minnesota. And in the past few years, she's gotten more and more interested in being involved in the politics of her community and of our country. And so I'm excited to hear from her. So Lacey, welcome to 3 and 30.
1: Thank you, Rachel. I'm so excited to be here. And that was such a wonderful introduction to this whole idea and this whole process that really affects all of us.
0: Yeah, it really does. And I do think that I relate to the urge to just steer clear of it because it does seem, it can seem so contentious and I don't know who to trust. And I read one article and I read another and I don't know what's going on. And I'm just going to put my head down and love my family. Um, But I've really related to the email that you sent me with your thoughts on this issue. And you don't have a background in this. You didn't study this. You're just a mom who started to get involved in politics. Can you tell us a little bit more about how that evolved for you?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So a few years ago, when my second child was a baby, I started getting interested in um, the birth process and breastfeeding. And I became a lactation educator for low-income moms. And I worked as a birth doula a little bit. Um, which it supports, a birth doula supports moms during labor and saw all of these needs that new moms had. And um, I, I saw how some women were treated during childbirth and saw a lack of breastfeeding support. And I wanted to help moms be more aware of the options they have. And it seemed to me that better support from the top perhaps better legislation, would support moms a lot better than trying to patch solutions throughout the system.
0: Hmm.
1: So that's where my interest began. And since then, it's evolved from there. But I'm always concerned with supporting families and mothers specifically.
0: Yeah. And I love that this came from a really organic place for, for you, that you started to get involved with work that was important to you and mattered to you. And you started seeing things that maybe could use addressing like you said from yeah. from higher up and that's where it yeah. started so i think that's so beautiful and it's actually a great lead in to your first takeaway of how we as moms can become more involved in the political process so what's your first takeaway for us
1: my first takeaway is to articulate your passion and your favorite issues so we all know the topics that get our heart pumping that maybe um, we start pounding out a Facebook post we get really <laughs> passionate about, maybe in the past few weeks.
0: <laughs> and, I love that you mentioned um, Facebook post there. That's exactly, yeah. yes.
1: Yeah, my, my husband has to remind me to stay off Facebook <laughs> when things are getting controversial. <laughs> um, so we know, you know, those issues that really matter to you. Um, and that, I feel like that's where our activism can start. So um, what I, one thing I want to clarify when I talk about articulating your passion is I'm not encouraging single issue voting, but what I'm talking about is choosing a couple of things that really matter to you because there's a lot of things that we care about, right? Mm-hmm. But if we try to address all of them, you're going to get burnt out. You have children. You have a job. You have a home to take care of. You have family and church and other community responsibilities. You can't do it all. Mm-hmm. So take a few things that matter to you.
0: So what do you mean by single issue voting? I have an idea what I think you mean by that, but I think it's important that we flesh that out a little bit.
1: Um, I don't know if I want to give an example, Um, (laughs) because i have one in mind but i don't want to be controversial
0: yeah and Um, we did talk about before this episode started that we were going to be very bipartisan and not um be specific how about a definition yes a definition would be good
1: okay so a, a definition of single issue voting is you decide this is the one issue that i care the most about and that's great but then that's the only ruler that you measure candidates by. So mm. you just look at that one issue and say, okay, he believes this, she believes that, so I'm going to vote for her. And you don't look at the other things that they're working on, that they're working towards, mm. and you just vote on the one thing.
0: And that that can be dangerous because the one issue doesn't isn't the measure of the entire candidate or what they're going to accomplish. Exactly. When in yeah.
1: And and that one issue um, it's probably, um, very, it's a, probably a very heated issue in our nation mm. and those issues, they don't get addressed because, because we're so split on them, oh. but there are, there's so much more. We agree on so much more than what we disagree on. And I just, I, I back away from single issue voting because we can work so much together if we think past that one
0: issue. Mm. I love that. I'm really glad you pointed this out. And so that start with a passion or a favorite issue of yours to work on within your community. And we're going to get into some specifics on how you could do that. But um, but don't put on blinders to the full picture of a candidate or an issue because you're so passionate about one thing.
1: Right. For sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. so then what's your second takeaway?
1: Second takeaway is to connect with the organizations that are already doing the work you care about and get involved in small ways. Mm -hmm. So we we don't have to recreate the wheel, I promise. There are organizations that are already engaged in the things that you care about. Find them in your local area and get connected. Mm -hmm. Meeting face-to-face with people that care about the same issues as you and they're doing things about them creates so much hope. I feel like we're, we're kind of losing hope. Sometimes everything, you know, the issues that we care about, the way things are moving, we, we feel hopeless. Like there's just too many things going wrong. But when you get connected with people that are already making change and they're taking action, it's so hope fulfilling. <laughs> like you just think, okay, we can do this or other people that care about this. And it, it's just a really positive feeling to, yeah. to get involved in that way.
0: And so what do you suggest people just start by Googling the issue and the name of their town or what, where, how, where would they even start?
1: Yeah, that's, that's one way to do it. Think, um, you know, type in the issue that you're, you're concerned about, um, you know, water rights, education in, in, in Iowa, whatever it is, and, and you'll find news articles and a lot of times. You know, good news articles will they'll quote the organizations that are working on that issue. Hmm. And then that's one way to know, oh, these, this group is involved. They're, they're working on this because they're quoted here. And so that's one way to find who's working. Um, I often I go through Facebook a lot. I would just look in look for various groups, um, like a lot of times, like mom groups. That's one place to jump off. And, um, cause I'm kind of, I'm new to this area, so that's kind of where I had to get started.
0: You're new to um, the area you're living?
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Your community. So, I, so I was kind of, yes, my, my community. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I had to go online first, but just by getting involved with, you know, as you meet more people in your community, your church community, your school community and making friends, you'll, you'll meet the people that care about the same things that you do and hmm um you'll get connected that way
0: and do you attend like meetings that are advertised by your community um i've never attended anything like that have, have you
1: yeah yep and- yep they're usually pretty low-key what i love about volunteer organizations like this it's like we know where you're we're all busy Here's a quick thing. A lot of times they're not even monthly. It's like there's an event happening right now. There's something coming up, and we're gonna meet before that. It's like very um, purpose driven rather than like like a, fill, a meeting filler, if that makes sense. Um, and it, it doesn't have to be political parties. You know, it's it's whatever you're interested in there. And if there isn't one, I challenge you to start it because there's probably national organization, and you can start a local chapter.
0: Hmm. That's really cool. Okay. Um, and then what's your third takeaway?
1: Third takeaway is to be a critical consumer of news. So think for a minute, where do you get your, your news? Is your number one news source your Facebook feed? Let's change that. Okay. <laughs> um, is it a single news organization? We can add to that. Okay. Okay. Um, the best way to protect yourself from misinformation is to have diverse news sources. So if you see an article and it seems incredible, and let's remember, incredible, uh, the synonym for incredible is unbelievable. Then it might be.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So <laughs> are there other news sources reporting the same thing? Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can search, you can find, you know, is this is this being reported elsewhere? Um, find sources that discuss all sides. I have a couple of talk radio shows that I like to listen to, and they always have guests with opposing views. And it's so wonderful to hear those opposing views come together and civilly talk about the issue.
0: Hmm. And civilly being the key word there.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. If if the shows or the... um, the news that you happen across is a lot of yelling. I suggest a (laughs) change. Yeah, because when you when that is what um, plugging into, then it it just makes it feel really emotionally charged. Mm -hmm. And um, we're not getting the best information when we're rushed with with that emotion.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's been my beef sometimes with the the political news shows that I see, I'm like, mm-hmm. I I just don't like the contention and the yelling. And even if it's not straight yeah. up yelling, it's like this tone of voice that's so harsh and and I'm like, I wanna listen to your point, but can you just talk nice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I and agree. you're and you're saying that there are news sources and news shows that have that tone.
1: I I think so. We really like NPR, mm-hmm. and we like our local station. There's a um, you've probably seen it on your social media feeds, um, kind of passed around every so often. Is a media bias chart, hmm. and that's a good way. It's really super well done, and it shows kind of where the different news sources fall on this chart of bias. And um, you know, try to stick towards the middle. If if you're sticking more towards the left or the right, usually try and find one that's more in the middle.
0: Even if you know that your political views lean more towards one or the other, it's like still still try to come back to the middle or even go a little bit to the other side and read what's there just to become more informed and see where other people are coming from. And that will only build up your opinions and views.
1: Yeah, it, it's so important to take more perspective than your own or the one that you normally lean
0: towards. Mm -hmm.
1: That's how we, we come together.
0: And I will post a link to one of these media bias charts. um, Lacey sent me and just looking at it was really interesting. And, and I felt like the chart itself was fairly non-biased. You know, it was, um, it wasn't like, and these are the crazies. Um, you know, it no. was like <laughs> yeah. the way that it was worded was lean strongly right, lean strongly left, yeah. um, bipartisan, you know, that type of thing. So I think that that could be really helpful for people. Um, and then you also t- when you when you sent over your proposal, you said that you had a bonus takeaway for us. And yes. We have time.
1: <laughs> OK, fabulous. so
0: why don't you tell us your bonus takeaway?
1: OK, the bonus takeaway is to bring your kids along. Um, Our kids are watching and they'll notice when we take action and when there's injustice and they will do the same. People love kids. I've taken kids to to meetings and it was a little bit crazy, but people's hearts were softened and they were reminded like, this is why we're doing this. It's for them Mm. because we want a better future for them especially government officials, we had a chance to go to Washington DC as a family and meet with our senators. Wow. And it was really, really cool to see. I mean, the kids, I mean, I have kids under six, so they were a bit wild, but in these like really nice Senate offices, but it was just great to see how everyone just kind of softened and the issues became less contentious And it was just great to have them
0: there. I think that's beautiful and goes along so well with everything we've been talking on the podcast lately about involving your kids in the things that matter to you. And if politics is one of them, then bring your kids along, bring them to the rally, bring them to the meeting. And I think it's great to show your kids that it's, it's good to speak up for the things that matter to you and that they can have a voice and they can have a part.
1: For sure. It, I think it's really empowering to them.
0: Yeah. So tell us what's coming up as somebody who admittedly, I feel like I'm not very informed, um, but I would like to be more informed. Uh, what's coming up that moms could get involved in that I could get involved in that's important this fall.
1: So the midterm elections are happening November 6th. Mm-hmm. So if you are not already registered to vote, You can do that today, all online. Um, And then I challenge you to talk to your circle of influence, your family, your friends, your mom group, your play group, and make sure they're registered to vote too. And a lot of states have early voting. Um, You can go ahead and do that. You can avoid the polls and uh, just get that taken care of and out of the way. Mm -hmm. So that's super important. Midterms are really important. Um There's a usually the voter turnout is less than in a presidential election, but it's just as important. There's yeah. lots of um, seats being changed over or could be you know have the possibility of being changed over. So whichever way you lean, this is a really important year.
0: And how do you um, find out about the issues and the candidates and stuff before you go to vote for midterms?-
1: I try to get informed with, um, local news, because all politics is local. And we have in our state, Minnesota, there are several congressional elections going on. And that can get, um, well, it seems really national because, oh, that's Congress, that's in DC. But those people are from here. They live here half the year at least. Um, and they are connected with local news. So um, what I've seen in our local news is like a Interviews with both candidates on several issues. Um, there's sometimes there's great debates that happen that are televised or put online. Mm. That's a great way. It's super simple. It seems super overwhelming. I know. I haven't even seen our sample ballot yet. There's probably stuff that I'm I don't know about yet. Um, more local stuff like school board and things. Um, but getting get your sample ballot for your precinct and go through it just and, sit and sit there. How
0: do you do that? Um, how do you get the sample ballot?
1: Um, it's usually at your, um, you can get it online through mm-hmm. your, um, your state government. Um, just Google sample ballot and then your state. your state. Yeah.
0: Okay. So get that and then, um, go through the, the different issues on the ballot mm-hmm. and, Read a little bit about them. Yeah, yeah. Read about
1: them. Google it. You're, you. We have all the information you need is available for you. It's just taking the time to do it.
0: Yeah. It's almost like set aside an hour, like schedule it. For
1: sure. After the kids are in bed. Make yeah. it happen. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you, Lacey. This is really inspirational, especially for me, who, as I said, I can just get busy or get overwhelmed by the contention and just think, oh, I'm just going to, you know, Vote for the big, big things, but kind of stay out of it on the other things. Um, Do you have any final thoughts on that? I know we've exchanged some emails about it and I've been impressed by your powerful thoughts on that. So can you share with us before we end?
1: Yeah, there's an organization that I've been um, following along with in the past couple of years and their motto is we will not be complicit by being complacent. And I just feel like that's so powerful when, when we assume that um, just letting things pass and you know, not getting involved, um, when things are as important as they are now, um, we're, mm. we're being a bit complacent. And when we're complacent, we're allowing those things just to happen, and, and that's complacency. And I feel like um, we have the strength and the power. If, if everyone voted, my mm. gosh, how things would change. Yeah. We have that power and it, it, if we allow ourselves to get involved beautiful things will happen and i think it starts with mothers i really do
0: yeah and i love what you're saying because i can see a mom listening to this and think i am barely keeping my head above water just managing what i'm you know managing and believe me i get that you know <laughs> with, with our, yeah <laughs> with our kids and our jobs and everything and you're not saying that you have to you know, go out and change the world and spend dozens of hours doing this. You're just saying small steps, small steps to becoming more involved, more educated yeah. on the issues and the needs in your community. And that if we all did that, what a huge difference it would make.
1: Yeah, I'm not asking you to run for office. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pregnant with my fourth right now, and the last few weeks have been survival note, for survival mode, and there have been no calls to senators or any meetings happening.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Um, so there is a time and a place for everything, but I'm just encouraging you, everyone, to be, uh, to be more informed and mm-hmm. to have conversations with your friends about this. I think we're so scared to have political conversations, but if we can have those conversations, they'll be so much easier for our children. And I feel like we'll have, you know, we can have a more bipartisan atmosphere and country if if we just talk to each other, if we just talk about these issues instead yeah. of assuming that everyone else thinks differently.
0: Yes. Instead of assuming that either everybody thinks like us or the right. people who don't think like us are dumb. You yes. <laughs> like, yes. Thank you for articulating like, that. Yes. yes. Hear <laughs> hear people out. Listen to their views, especially if they're people who can explain them calmly without yelling. It's like just hear hear everything out and then you can truly become more informed as a voter as well as just as a person. Exactly. Thank you so much for coming on. And I know I'm feeling inspired. I'm going to write in my calendar right now an hour when I'm going to look into some of the issues in my community and I hope that others will as well. So thank you, Lacey, so much. Thanks so much for having me, Rachel. I've said it before, and I'm sure I'll say it many times in the future, it is so cool to be part of a community of such deliberate mothers who really recognize their own gifts and interests and are willing to share those with us. I'm grateful to Lacey for reaching out to me to talk about politics, which is something that I never could have done an episode on without her. Whatever it is that you're passionate about or interested in, I want you to start thinking about it what would your three takeaways be if you did an episode of 3 and 30? I'm giving you a little hint when I say that to the project that I have coming up for the first birthday of the podcast. I will announce it next week. I'm so excited. And this week, I want you to just sort of start thinking about that and mulling over. I really believe that every mom is an expert at their thing. And we have so much that we can learn from each other. So to recap Lacey's three takeaways... First, to get more involved in the political process as a mom, just articulate your passion and your favorite issue, um, something that really draws you that you think could benefit from some higher up help and legislation and then second connect with organizations that are already doing that work that you care about and get involved in small ways you can google you can find news articles on the issue that you care about and look for who they quote in the article and then reach out to that organization and see if there's something that you can do even if it's going to a rally or working at an event there's things that we can do and we can bring our kids along which was her bonus takeaway to let them see what we're passionate about and to even bring them along and let our representatives know that we're families who have kids and that we're interested in helping our communities. And third takeaway, be a critical consumer of the news. Um, recognize that you shouldn't just have one source of news and especially it especially shouldn't just be your Facebook feed because that can get really passionate and really slanted depending on the person who's writing so check out the media bias chart that I'm going to have linked in the show notes and see where different news sources land on the spectrum of far left to far right and consider listening to one that's right in the middle or to take a peek at one that's a little further on the side that's the opposite of what you believe and just kind of start becoming more informed with an open mind about different issues to think about how we can work together as a country to make changes for our children and for the future this is such an important topic i'm feeling inspired to do something small starting with making sure that i'm registered which i know i am but i'm going to double check it to vote in these midterm elections and I'm going to schedule an hour to get the sample ballot and go through it and think about some of these issues that are coming up. I hope that you'll do the same and I'm so grateful for the deliberate ways that you love your children and that you live with love and intention in your communities. Have a great week with your family.